Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Main Cave Sports Talk Podcast. I am Ben, that is Thomas, that is Gage, and we are here to talk about this last week's worth of sports. And we had some good ones, and we had some not-so-good ones. Uh, yeah, let's just get it started off with the NCAA football and what was uh, supposed to be the championship football game last night. And, yeah, I think, like I was saying, it was, it was last weekend, right? It was, the actual championship game was last weekend when Ohio State played Georgia because of how close the game was. Because last night was atrocious. Like, 65-7, to 7, TCU goes in there and just gets walloped by Georgia. Um, I, I, was, I, I was done by it. Like right after halftime, and they scored again. It was like fifty something to seven. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't watch this. Like, yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts, boys? I mean, it, it does this does this cement Georgia is just being like the creme de la creme like program right now? I mean, have they overtaken Alabama? Um, and as far as the uh, status quo of of being the program. Um. Yeah, I think um, I, I definitely think they've taken on top spot. You know how long will it last? Will be a decade, like the, you know Nick Saban era has been, and you know, yeah, we can say that like, currently the last like, two years. Yeah, like yeah, they've taken back to backs, which you know haven't happened for a little bit, and um, you know we'll see if they can make it a three peat year with uh losing their twenty five year old starting quarterback. Um, to yeah, the NFL draft, and they got a lot of young guys too. That they do. They have. Uh, I mean, on the defensive tight, side, even offensively, that tight end Brock Bowers. Bowers, yeah, he's got another she, year. He is. He is he's insane, huge. dude. Like the second he goes to the NFL, I'm assuming after next season, he's he, he looks like a like a Travis young Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That's like, exactly. It's, exact mold and when you have that kind of weapon on your team if your quarterback is semi-decent um which honestly let's be real Stetson Bennett is probably somewhat decent um you know he'll make him look like an all-star uh and they have a lot of other weapons on the outside they have a good running back core as well um defensively they are stacked yeah absolutely stacked yeah it was it was just it, it was I mean, like I said, we we talked about it last week. Ohio State and and Georgia game and how good it was. It last night was just not even fun to watch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was driving home from my eye doctor appointment today, and I noticed on the side of the road there was some roadkill, and I pull over to take a look, and it was a frog, and I was like, "What the?" And, and I yeah. looked closely, closely, and it, the treads on the tire said TCU on it, and I was like, "What is going on here?" But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty rough, and you know it could be like what we said, you know, last week how maybe the the, the previous game them going to the semifinals against Michigan they were they got themselves you know pumped up for that game and that rush that they got for that game you know it's too long of a time off they they couldn't pick it back up again they came down from that high and, it, and you know we see it a lot of times a, a team. You know, come, you know, pumps up and and, and, and takes on a, a big team. You see it in the NCAA uh, March Madness. Sometimes you see some big upsets, yeah. and then they come out the next game and just put up a stinker and 
just weren't ready for it. You know, they just weren't able to get back to that same level. So I don't know, but I mean, you mentioned it, you know, I think who was a David Pollock on in front of Nick Saban <laughs> talking on the broadcast about Georgia being the, the new, uh, the next uh, dominating college football. Nick Saban was not happy about that, but you know, it, it might it oh, might be I mean, it. It seems to be like yeah. some rotations, right? You had Alabama for a very long time, and then there was Clemson for a couple of years, and maybe LSU. Georgia. Yeah, maybe Georgia is it now. Well, I mean, and, and you think about it, like you look at the Al- what Alabama did to Kansas State in their bowl game, and obviously Alabama wasn't the best program out of the SEC this year. Obviously, it was the. Uh, is it 15 or 16 and 0 Georgia? I can't remember what it was officially at the end, but you know, not losing a game this season. Um, it just goes to show you how much more above the SEC is, um, in my opinion, than any other programs. Um, uh, Big Ten is up there a little bit, obviously. With you know, I mean, Ohio State did give uh, give Georgia a run. Um, I think that that game was. Maybe closer than um, it should have been. I think I feel like that Georgia didn't play their best game in that game. Um, the, so the defense didn't play very well. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Georgia is your national championships two years champion and new two years in a row, and uh, you know they they're definitely going to be looking to three peat uh, next year with uh, some of the weapons. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to guide that ship at quarterback. Um, They already said Georgia. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I would assume so. You know, they're constantly having a you know top ten recruiting class, and yeah. even with losing, you know, their starting quarterback Bryce Young, I'm, I'm sure they have another one behind them. That's, you know, ready to go and. If uh, if not, you know, there, there's a ton of transfers that are still going through, and um, I'm not sure what their freshman class looks like, but you know, they're they're not opposed to starting a freshman quarterback as we've seen in the recent past. Yeah, um, I yeah, I, I mean, I can't really see. I mean, Ohio State's got a decent class coming in, um, and and they got some returners. I mean, they'll be obviously a force to be reckoned with out of the Big Ten. Big 12 wise, I mean, next year we got one more year. We got USC. So, yeah. USC's got, got you know, returning quarterback who's who's probably going to win the yep. Heisman again, right? Caleb yep. Williams did win this past year, right? Yep. So, yeah, he, he's coming back. He's going to be a favorite again. Yeah, I mean, that, that, and then they're going to be moving. I think it's. I think it's 2024 where we see the big shift um, mm-hmm. with USC, UCLA, as long as that gets completely approved, which it's passed on almost all the other tests, I guess. Um, and then you have Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC um, also in 2024, I believe. What's going to happen so, with Michigan? Um, honest, I think it all depends on this Harbaugh situation. Right. If you guys haven't seen... Um, their, their head coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh, supposedly getting interviews for the NFL right now. Um, 
you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be a right situation, not a go in and have to, you know, have three, three years of rebuild. I'm sure that he feels like they need to have some kind of tools in place because he's going to want to compete right away. And, um, you know, he also could be just using this as a way to get more money from Michigan. Who knows at this point? He's going to get those bedazzled khaki pants with the, some extra money there. That's what, that's what he's looking for. He needs some new khakis. Yeah, yeah. top tier khakis. <laughs> get them NFL khakis. Um, so that kind of puts a bow on the, the college football season there. I mean, it yep. wasn't what we were hoping for for finals, but... You know, it happens yeah. sometimes. Again, it looked like it was maybe not like that. It don't. <laughs> yeah, it looks like me. You know, we always say like it was. You know, we said the last last time we did the podcast that you know maybe they got it right with the selection, but did they get it right or is just Georgia that much better and TCU just did not show up? I mean, the world may I'm never sure. know. Yeah, I'm sure you got people out there who are you know saying Alabama should have been in that four spot. Of now, course, especially everyone's going to um, say Alabama should be in it every year, even if I'm they sure went if, like one in fifteen or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure if USC didn't lose in their bowl game, you might have heard some more uproar. Like maybe USC should have been in there instead, and but uh, USC also didn't play most of their starters. You know, because bowl games just they just don't mean much anymore. All right. Yeah. It's all for the money. Um, real quick, uh, to, to round out this NCAA section, uh, the College Football Hall of Fame uh, class of 23 was announced. Oh, that's right. Some, uh, some pretty big names in there. Um, you got Tim Tebow, who I would assume is probably your big headliner. He's all over TV still um, doing some analyst work for ESPN. Uh, you also have uh, Luke Keekley. Um, great linebacker at Boston College, phenomenal linebacker for the Panthers. Um, and then uh, I think one of the biggest stories in this is that uh, uh, Reggie Bush got yep. got put in. And for people who don't know, uh, Reggie Bush being put into the College Hall of Fame is a big deal because he was one of the biggest game changers in college football. But there was also a big scandal um, involving him and his recruitment to uh, the yeah. University of Southern California. I mean, yeah. should should the way he was recruited have anything, anything to do with how good the guy played, played on, on the field? field. Yeah. Like, th- this this annoys me about college football. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they did some things on how to lure him to our school. Man, mm-hmm. listen, these, these kids just want to play football and get the best opportunity to make it to the NFL. They don't get paid, uh, and they, they well at least back then they didn't get any right. money for technically. Technically, like <laughs> listen, yeah, y- I mean you heard it a lot in this past week in the NFL, um, talking about the Demar Hamlin situation, everything. People, ad- you know, addressing how they if they if they were told to go back on the field, basically they're gonna go do it. Are they gonna play the next week? They're gonna keep doing. It. They're not gonna stop, knowing all this risk and everything. They go into the risk. It's because a lot of these players have, you know, they they're doing it more for families than themselves. You know, so the guy, I I just I I really hate the hypocrisy of the NCAA when it comes to money and techniques of recruiting and all this stuff but meanwhile you know coaches can just up and leave and do and go and do whatever and like 
You pay the coaches millions and millions of dollars. It, yep. It's it's insane. It's insane. And then nope, up, up. Someone you you did some autographs. You did some autograph signings. Up. Yep. Nope. You you, you violated an NCAA rule. You, you yep. You're no longer eligible for a uh, for Heisman Trophy candidacy. Give your trophy back. It's yeah. It's it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. No, I agree, and that it is a very much a hypocritic thing for for them. Um, I think that with the NIL stuff, I think it kind of gets rid of some of that. But at the same time, like I don't know, I, I think it does muddy the waters a little bit as well um, when it comes to because you, you're gonna have programs that aren't gonna have boosters. You're gonna have programs that aren't you know gonna be able to possibly have them sign with that team because maybe they're in like a not a like high profile area it's kind of like major league baseball right where you have your small market teams and your big market teams well your small market teams can't give as much money to the to a player because it's you know they're small market but um i don't know i i, I think that in the end um he earned that you know and uh and good yeah. for them for putting them in. Um, and when you think about it, you know, when you think about, oh, it's like a little asterisk or, or something when it comes to the Hall of Fame. You think about Major League Baseball, right? Oh, yeah. You hear that with the, with the steroids players, which, again, right. I, I, I'm of the belief that the steroids era is an era that happened in Major League Baseball and it should be a part of history and the Hall of Fame. Everybody, majority of the people were doing it, you know, like, so... There, you know, if you want to make a whole, you know, steroid era section of the Hall of Fame, sure, go for it. But you can't deny how good and entertaining these players were for the sport and what they did for the sport. Um, I mean, it, it probably saves baseball. Right. Yeah. I mean, without getting to Definitely. baseball, I'm saying that's something that's different than the fact that Reggie Bush recruiting tactics is a little questionable. Didn't change what he did on the field. Yeah. Maybe he was no. in a better situation with Matt Leinart. Um, as a quarterback who again in college was a very, very good quarterback, but you know may, maybe the team and the and and the, what was around him was better because he was able mm. to be recruited to that situation. But there's no denying the fact that that guy had skills. The only thing that stopped him from being probably any good in the NFL was injuries, right? I mean, he was still good. It was just when he wasn't injured. Y- yeah, that's yeah. What, that's my point. Yeah. He he didn't live up to that you know potential right. longevity and all that right but yeah like he was Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey yeah. yeah he you know he did it all return and you know receiving back all that good stuff um but yeah so it's, it looks like the NCAA is you know finally kind of coming around to it they actually did something similar to this uh, two years ago um they inducted uh, Eric Dickerson who is a Hall of Fame NFL running back. Um, who played for uh, SMU back in the 80s. And uh, if you don't know anything about SMU, they had probably the biggest recruiting scandal of um, at least a a program that did get caught uh, through the 70s and 80s. They were legitimately paying players to come play at their small school. Um, Is it Southern Methodist University? I believe it's in Texas. Um, Yeah, SMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they had a big scandal that you know they had to forfeit an entire season, um, any you know championships or anything awards that they won all were stricken from them, 
And I think they had like a bowl band for so many years and all that. But uh, NCAA Hall of Fame, you know, uh, finally elected uh, Eric Dickerson, one of the greatest running backs, not in just NFL history, but also college history as well. I'm good. Yep. About time. <laughs> All right. So I think we could put a we could we could wrap that bow finally on NCAA. Yep, we wrap wrap up the NCAA football over until next season. We right. do it all again. Now we, now we got NCAA college basketball, basketball <laughs> coming up. And I mean, I I don't know, I can't I can't watch college basketball unless we get to March Madness. It's always so tough to watch for me. It's the only time I watch it. Yeah, it's 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 tough to watch just cuz I feel like a lot of those games are just blowouts and just I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. Hey, son, you pick know, some, can be pick some good, pick some good squads, and see some pretty close games. Listen, I, I, um, grew, I grew yeah, up Kansas. with uh, St. John's by me, so oh well. Yeah, they haven't been good. The Red Storm yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Um. All right. Well, we wrap that up, and we'll start talking about the the big professionals. The professionals. Um, let's let's start let's start in Buffalo because it's a carryover. Start in Buffalo, okay. Yeah, let's start in Buffalo because it, it's a big story. Um, for those that have not been really keeping an eye out on the Demar Hamlin situation, throughout the week, um, he woke up. He was grabbing his family members' hands. Um, at the last we spoke, um, he 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 wasn't uh, he wasn't really uh. He wasn't responsive yet. He wasn't awake. They were just, uh, they were, they were, they were hoping that he was going to come out of it, and everybody um, was praying. And you know, they raised what over seven million dollars now for his charity. Yeah, yeah. some crazy number like that. Um, but he woke up. Um, he was taken off the breathing tube. He was breathing, speaking on his own, and now he's home. He's in Buffalo. They discharged yeah. him. In Insane, insane that yeah, that happened kind of as quickly as it did. Well, literally in a matter of a week, the guy was, you know, not breathing, not no heartbeat, eight minutes on the field to being discharged. Unbelievable. I mean, this guy's got to be strong, right? Like this, he's oh, got to yeah. have... I know his heart went out for that brief time, but he's got to have a heart of like of a champion, man. This is something, something about this whole situation. I don't think I've ever seen something like this. Just, I don't know, man. In life, in general, just how bleak something looked and how it turned around to a positive so quick, and how so many people rallied around. I know he's he's not like a big name player too, which is what's which was amazing about it. It's just the situation and the, the the scenario around which this happened. It happened on national television. Everybody was living this in the same moment together across the country, maybe even the world. And the, you know, again, the, I don't think I, I've seen this in walking life myself. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but you know, usually something that we've seen seen like this, it doesn't end so you know, happily ever after kind of deal. Um, and, and especially so quickly, it's usually a battle for a long time and they're not necessarily the same when they, they get, they get through, through it on the other side. And just amazing that we witnesses something, something very special about this whole situation, man. There's like, 
it makes you think that maybe there are some powers to be up there that you know yeah. the world literally with the the country everybody was asking for this guy to be okay like you know it, it, there's usually there's it, 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 still usually divide and stuff for people you know in, in tragic scenarios and people that don't really care i don't i just feel like there was this I, was I some of the biggest support i've ever seen one of the, i saw i saw a post on uh, on facebook um it's been i think it was over the weekend and it was talking about how for that brief moment in time uh that he was you know on the field and and everybody was you know either bowing their heads or so, or something or other like humanity like was good like because nobody everybody wanted to see him you know come out of this and 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 whatnot and it, it just seemed like it, it i mean unless you're a true piece of you know what like <laughs> you're not you weren't sitting there going oh well i don't care you know what i mean yeah everybody it just seemed like it, there was a hey humanity is there there's you know we're <laughs> we're still okay right. a little bit i mean there there's there's a sign of hope um but uh there was yeah, like no, no I, divides for that yeah for this week um, you know it's yeah i mean whether it be political or this or that you know what i mean it there was it was just all focus hey you know in a sense so um but that's awesome like i mean him being back in buffalo uh yesterday i think it was um yeah and uh and you know he's you know obviously he's going to have a little bit more road of recovery and everything but yeah i mean he's he's definitely a special individual and uh you know um whether or not he is allowed or go, is able to go back on the football field i you know it's one of those things where um you know i'm sure him and his family and and, uh, and many other people are like it doesn't matter because yeah. you know as, as as the doctors told him you know when he said who won the game you know the doctors said you won life you know i mean like a big deal so um yeah good for them um I, I, as far as the game goes, though, you well, know, I got my other thoughts on that. But well, oh. I think everybody in the world was, again, in the country, whatever you want to say, was watching the start of that game to see what would happen. And man, did we get something like from the heavens? Naheem Hines brought yeah. in the guy that was brought in. At the trade deadline, Naheem Hines wasn't used or hasn't really been a big part of this team. Man, another person that just, he, he, he just harnessed something and said, I'm going to go out and have a game for DeMar. And he did two kickoff returns. He opened the game with a kickoff return, 96 yards, to put the Bills up 7 to nothing, And you just... Nope. 13 seconds in. You just heard the, the, the stadium. You just saw the players just in complete disbelief. Just just felt... You know, I, I can't imagine what they were feeling in that moment. I know Josh Allen tried to speak to it a little bit after the game and said how you know he's never been touched 
in that kind of way in playing football than he did in that moment from when Hines ran that ball into the uh, ran the ball into the end zone. He just he's never felt that before in his entire career that that type of happiness, um, joy, and just relief and just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. And then the second one later in the game when they needed a they needed something because they weren't really. They were they were kind of going back and forth with the Patriots and even uh, you know losing at one point I, I believe uh, by uh, what, a field goal and th- you know Naheem Hines <laughs> rips off a hundred and one yard kickoff return like man that guy if he didn't get the game ball I don't know yeah no um, I mean and you know he was good here in Indianapolis I mean yep why we did that i'll never know i mean (laughs) that's that's a story for another day i guess but yeah no i mean he definitely gave them the spark that they needed um there was some questionable blocking on one of them but listen uh, listen (laughs) there's always questionable blocking i know and holding on every play yeah especially in a kickoff return you're not going to be able to catch all everybody gets blocked in the back yeah, um, but uh, that that kind of leads me into the uh, aspect of uh, yeah, I mean yeah, they won by twelve points. I get that, but they weren't winning by that much when um, I don't know who it was was obviously offsides. I mean, blatant as day that that ball hadn't snapped, and he was a full two feet past the football. Um, Patriots end up get, he gets up getting sacked, and they punt the ball away. And then the other one is the obvious pass interference in the end zone that they don't call, um, which was big for uh, you know for the Patriots. They needed that score. I mean, you could say that one was kind of a give back from the Jets game when Sauce Gardner definitely. <laughs> Definitely pass interference on uh, I'm not, Gabe I'm, Davis. I'm, you not know? Dis- I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, but you can't you can't use one game to another game. Okay, like, listen, I'm using it, it right. the game, and I, I wanted to I feel mean, good. The, I don't care what happened. I wanted to feel good I, ending. It, it's. I mean, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not a big fan of the Patriots or anything. I'm. I'm just saying, like, they got away with it. It's fine, whatever. They were going to most likely be the two seed anyways, if not the three. Um, but we were, it would have been a toss-up, I guess, um, if they did lose, I, I guess. I don't know because of the, the fact that they didn't finish that game. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, it is what it is. It ends up with us having Buffalo in at the two seed. So, um, yeah, they get Miami. In in Buffalo, so and uh, probably without Tua. Oh yeah, for Miami. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what it looks I'm like. Guessing. Yeah, uh, I mean, does Tua does Tua play again? I mean, I said this the first time he we went out this season with a concussion. Yep. That he's kind of, you know, we talked about. It. I said I don't know if this guy should be playing football anymore. He he got yeah. he got a concussion on a normal tackle like. No head slamming on the ground or anything. 
just it seemed routine. Um, yeah. He, he went down maybe a little hard. Maybe there's a little whiplash, but his head didn't smack off the ground from what I saw. And he didn't even know he had a concussion until the next day. Yeah. Yeah, and that's dangerous. That's the dangerous ones. That's the ones yeah. where you, you didn't even know you got Go banged sleep, around so you don't much. wake back up. Yep. You don't even um, know. You wake up the next morning, you're like, why is my head hurt? Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that game was... Oh, boy. Again, I'm in New he York didn't play here. He in the game in Buffalo, did he? Or did he? He did, yeah. Okay. He did. He played yeah, the snow. Remember, that was the, the big thing. He's from, Ho- he's from Hawaii, and they play in Miami. He can't play in the cold weather. And then it snows in Alabama, too, guys. Snows in right. Alabama. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm, now I remember seeing that. But th- that game, I mean, Dolphins had their third-string quarterback, and you had Tariq Hill on a bad ankle <laughs> versus the Jets who are in their third-string quarterback. Um, and they, they kind of got a couple of uh, defensive players hurt. I think Mosley and Sauce Gardner both got hurt in that game, too. But if the Jets only scored one touchdown <laughs> that entire game, we wouldn't be talking about the Dolphins right now. We'd be yeah. talking about the Steelers, right? I mean, I think the Steelers would have made it in. As the number seven. I believe so. Because the Patriots lost. It was between the Patriots, it was between the Dolphins and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, the Dolphins are kind of in shambles right now. It's They've been on a steady decline, injuries and just. Oh, yeah. It's not playing the yeah, same. I'm almost almost would have been more beneficial that they weren't in, honestly, um, yeah. for health reasons. And just knowing that, that you know, you got to go up to Buffalo where it's cold, really cold, and um, you don't have all your key pieces. And you know, Buffalo's playing pretty good. I mean, they played them close the last two games, but again, yeah, you don't no, have. You're not I, gonna. You're probably not gonna have Tua. I I don't see Tua playing. I don't think he's been practicing. No, he's still not cleared for football activities yeah. as of like yesterday. And Teddy Bridgewater can't less. stay healthy either. Yeah, I mean, if you had Teddy Bridgewater, I'd say it's not un- impossible. Right. It's not likely, but it's not impossible. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is another one, man, that I feel so bad for. Yeah, another kind of been freak injury and, and ruined his career. Imagine what yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. The way he was trending would be like in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. Oh, Jefferson? oh my oh, yeah. goodness! But anyway, hey, even even back then, just when they had Stefan Diggs, yeah, yep. But uh, yeah, it, it will. It, it's going to be that matchup there. You got the Dolphins at number seven, and you got the Bills at number two. They'll be facing off against each other. In yep. uh, the wild card weekend. Um, so what else? We want to keep going AFC since we're on the AFC. Yeah, we might as well. I mean, obviously yeah. that means that well, that gives us the number one spot is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean um, they got the bye week. Um, they took care of business. They took they took care. Las Vegas, and I mean nobody expected any different. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So uh, 
we, we saw another number. two touchdowns from Jarek McKinnon, by the way. Like, yeah, yo, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon just revitalizing this career. Uh, they found something there, and it's that he's a weapon, man. He's always been a weapon. It's just, it's one of those like Cordero Patterson type situations. How do you use him? You got to utilize him the right way. And if you can utilize him the right way, he's a dangerous weapon. And if he stays yeah. healthy. Yeah. Well, you know, when you got a great offensive mind like uh, Andy Reid over there, it's, it's it's pretty easy for him Literally to find those kind of... plug anybody in. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anyone, anywhere. All right, cool. You're a pro bowler now. Yeah. Put up pro bowl numbers because Andy Reid said so. So they'll be the number one. Uh, number three... We have uh, we had the bang- Bengals beating up on Baltimore with their third string quarterback. Yep. Um, you know the Bengals. You know they're a little they're a little salty about you know what the potential playoff um, consequences are for this canceled game. The fact that the Bengals and Bills will not play that that game. Um, and there was there was a, there was a potential if the Ravens won. Against the Bengals, that somehow there was a coin flip, and the and the Ravens could have taken the third spot, yep, over the Bengals, which is insane <laughs> to me. Coin flip, I know, right? Like I remember how? seeing that, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I don't blame them for being livid about that. I mean, they should have finished no lower than the third seed. But yeah, the bigger story in this whole thing, and they'll they'll face off again. Um, they're going to face off again in the first round. Bengals will be playing the Ravens. And will we see Lamar? What's going on with Lamar? He hasn't practiced. Same thing. He hasn't suited up. You know, John Harbaugh is at press conferences saying, I have no idea. When they, <laughs> he gets asked about and, and, Lamar. And the thing is, is like, they're, they're saying he should be good to go. Like, right. Is he just trying to protect himself right now? For that contract, he doesn't have weapons. Like he I comes mean, back, what is he gonna? What is he gonna I do? Mean, he's, is he, he gonna get? He can't carry. Is the he team. gonna get Patrick Mahomes' money? That's what he's wanting, right? Or who is it? Is it Patrick Mahomes' money? Deshaun. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson money. money. That's right. Yeah. He wants that money, and I. <laughs> Not a big fan of either one of the guys. So I mean, it's. It, I mean, I'm not taking away their talent. I'm just saying personality and, and whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I swear, I do not want him in Indianapolis. So, like, I, <laughs> I mean, even though, well, listen, if you put him in Indianapolis, they could be a good team. I don't know about that. He's good. It's a, I believe it's a better offensive line, and then he has like he has it's supposedly the best offensive line in the country. He has Jonathan Taylor because yeah, we have the highest that. truckers out there, but but they couldn't protect a freaking anything this year. All right, let's I mean, let, I let's say that it let's look at it this way. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, Gage. What were you gonna say? No, no, I was gonna say obviously they didn't want to. The way you know, Nick Foles gets absolutely clobbered, and they just let him lay there. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's put it this way: You tried the Carson Wentz experiment. Would you take Lamar over Carson Wentz? Um, the answer is yes. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, you had you had Philip Rivers. Would you take Lamar over Philip Rivers? 
The answer is yes, Ben. Yes. This isn't hard. Um, <laughs> and then now you have Matt Ryan. Would you take Lamar over Matt Ryan? Yes. Okay. The only person who probably wouldn't have taken him over was Andrew Luck, right? I mean, at the time. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, though, is like it it, re- it really depends on like what kind of schemes you're gonna run. If you're if you're a a, a team that has that's gonna run the running gun RPO options and and all that other stuff like then yeah you have you have that but there's a whole new regime coming in here too and for the colts oh yeah so i know again that wouldn't be a bad landing spot probably for lamar i mean you have some good wide receivers there i get it he's not he's not old and he's 25 yeah it's which is still crazy he's he's the same age as stetson bennett (laughs) right i still don't understand how that's possible like it, I mean, I get it. Bennett had been around for a while because he transferred and he had his super senior season and stuff like that. I get that, but like the Van Wilder of college football. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, like, how is Lamar so, still only 25? He's been in the league what four years? Yeah, Ben. Bar- yeah, ben are you drafting Stetson Bennett? Or are you taking? Uh, I mean, the answer is Lamar. Yeah, it's not hard, Ben. It's not. Hard. <laughs> It just, it just depends on what you have as far as your other pieces uh, of the puzzle. Do you know your pieces? Just you based on Jonathan talent. Taylor. Okay. Um, who, who is Zach Moss? Is there right? He's not. Zach Moss is not a slouch at running back. He just didn't get an opportunity. Michael Pittman Jr. You've got, yeah, we got Pittman. You've got um, who is uh, Pierce? Pierce. Yeah, is like, Pierce. Yeah, Pierce is about the out of those names that you said. Other than Jonathan Taylor, that like, Pierce is the only thing that like the Colts have. That I feel is solid. Oh, Michael Pittman. Pittman, Michael Pittman There's Jr. also a, another tight oh. end too that you have there, right? Uh, not Mo Wood. Mo Ali Cox, but there's a you got younger Jelani one. Woods. Yeah. yeah, Woods. Woods. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's not I'm just great. saying. I'm just saying that's the, it was a, that's he was the future. Rookie. Yeah, he was a rookie. Yeah, I'm saying that's the future right there. You you have pieces. You have. You were you were a good quarterback away I'm, from being a good team. The defense wasn't wasn't like. The worst. Well, right? they gave up a lot of points. They did, but they I feel like they're just like oh, Shaq Leonard didn't play most of the season, right? Yeah. No, and, and he's your, you know, he's your All Pro linebacker. One out of eleven players. Wait, how did we get talking about he's the Colts a, this much? This is I don't know. Sorry, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Ben, they're a losing team. Ben, anyway, let's get back to the playoff picture. Else. We shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Not in the off season. We're not there. I don't think eight. We're not in the off season talks yet. Tr- trash everything and but anyway, start over. Don't, three don't versus playoffs. Yeah, three versus the six is uh again. It's it's the Bengals versus the Ravens, <laughs> and then you have the four seed, which the Jaguars went in and beat the Titans. Uh, you know, Titans had a third string quarterback as well. They were they were not a good team all season. Um, what they lose seven of their last nine games or something. I, Something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of the year, they looked pretty solid, and then um, I wouldn't even say solid. It, well, you know, they're serviceable. Um, they look like they could win the probably second worst division in the NFL right now. They yep. they look like they could, and then um, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars got hot at the right time to to take that. Yeah, take that yeah. lead there. So the Titans get ousted. Um, so you have again Jaguars are at the four seed. And then you have now the five seed, which is um, which is the Chargers. 
You know, Chargers didn't. Chargers didn't play. Actually, they played their starters for a lot of that game, right? And Mike Williams got hurt. Mike Williams got yeah. hurt. Which I don't know why they had. There was nowhere they were moving. They were locked into the five locked spot. Into five. Yeah. I don't know why you're playing starters more than maybe a series or a quarter in that game. There's no reason to do that, and especially with how banged up they've been all season. Yeah, I don't know if that was their thought process. Is that hey, well, we need to get more reps. In, yeah, like, we need some more chemistry, more in game here. time reps. I, I mean, they, they've been hot towards the end of the season, but you know, you, you hurt Mike Williams, and then now you're a different team comes to the playoffs, <laughs> and all of a sudden the Jaguars, you know, may have a shot to win this game. You know, I mean, they have a shot to win the game anyway, just the way Trevor Lawrence and the squad have been playing, but. Yeah, and the Chargers down now. Mike Williams, that, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. Keenan Allen's not I mean, necessarily I, the same honestly, without Mike Williams in the lineup. I don't, I didn't, I don't expect, I didn't, I mean, after all the injuries and everything, I didn't expect much from him for the playoffs, anyways. I mean, maybe a little surprised, but I doubt it. Is, is the Philip Rivers like curse stuck over there and, and the Chargers organization? Like, they're just not going to be anything more than a decent, Regular season team. I mean, is it a Philip Rivers curse? Are you saying because they traded away Drew Brees to to take uh, Philip Rivers? Yeah, is like that, that is that whole, what the curse is? Yeah, that whole thing. Like obviously, his whole tenure there, they never got past the first round of the playoffs, and or because they, they drafted Eli him. Manning and said he didn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Eli knew. He's like, yeah, you, you're going to give up Drew Brees? Why? Is it, why? I want, I just want to know why it's considered the Philip. I mean, they had Ryan Leaf for. I mean, like, well, I mean, there's this is be the Ryan Leaf curse, or that's, just, that's just drafting a bust, just the Chargers curse. Yeah, um, tra- haven't had anything good since Dan Fouts. <laughs> I mean, Ladanian <laughs> Tomlinson, yeah, 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 but I mean, Drew Brees uh, was okay there and he just got hurt, right? And then they're like, yeah, yeah let's just trade, let's he, get rid he, of him. Yeah, he had an injury, they thought he wouldn't be able to play even at a high level. Obviously, that was. That was not the case. Oh, no, definitely was not the case. Only like one of the top five <laughs> quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, Justin Herbert just going to put up all these, you know, big statistical years and, you know, have a beautiful arm and all that. And just nothing's going to come to fruition for him. Sounds like it. <laughs> Unless they figure something else out. Yeah. yeah. Eckler um, had a pretty good season. Yep. Yeah, uh, right. that's that. So that's your AFC playoff picture. There. Let's move on to the NFC. Yeah. Let's start with your very own one of the five teams you root for, the Eagles. They're facing off against the Cowboys. Um, I'm sorry, the the Giants, and the they did have Jalen Hurts playing in this game. The Giants didn't even go with their backup quarterback they decided because they were locked in to their spot their number uh the number six spot there and they weren't moving so they said let's bring up our practice squad quarterback davis david uh, davis Davis webb Webb. um remember him davis webb (laughs) and like 36 years old or some shit I don't know how old he is, but he was supposed to be like the person to take over for Eli one day. Yeah, he was like the first potential successor to Eli. Yeah. There was him, there was there was uh Ryan Nassib. <laughs> there was a couple there was a couple of doozies in there. 
But uh, yeah, they they wanted they did. Brian Dable is not messing around. Like maybe they did it the right way. Maybe this comes back to bite them that they you know have have a week off. But hey, get that get that team healthy, man. Let them come rolling into the playoffs. I mean, maybe it's not a horrible thing. I mean, not, if for some reason an unfortunate situation happens with Jones, and I mean. He got so reps in. Make sure ty- also Tyrod Taylor doesn't get hurt too. You don't want your backup getting oh, yeah. hurt either. Oh, just yeah. in case yeah, something you, you, happens. You yeah, you don't need a doctor stabbing him in his lungs for a shot or anything. <laughs> oh my god, that poor guy, Tyrod Taylor, man. They probably like Ty- Tyrod. You want to go in? Like, no, no, no. I've been here before. I've seen how th- <laughs> I've seen how this movie ends. Right. Oh, I choose the yeah. option to sit, Coach. I, I just I I. The the game was not pretty from the from a standpoint of it as an Eagles fan. Um, they, yeah, they did enough to get the job done. Um, but uh, yeah, there's definitely some pieces. Again, I I got I got to say I got to lean on the fact that our defense is still missing a couple key pieces. But at this point in time, those players have been in those spots long enough to to know. You know, I mean, like they should what job they need to do. So I don't know. Um, hopefully, it gets cleaned up, and I mean, we they get they have the bye week, so they get that time off to to you know heal up some more and and be ready to um to find out. You know, they'll find out who they play. Um, it's gonna be out of who gauge. Uh, who the Eagles play? It all depends on whatever seeds get through. They'll they'll always play the lowest uh the lowest seed. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um. It'll so, shuffle. Um, yeah. Um. So we'll see. They got that um, important bye week. They came out, you know, unscathed really. So that yeah. was big for them that they didn't hurt. Uh, Jalen hurts anymore. Got some reps in. He didn't do too much. Um. But he didn't have to do too much because it wasn't like the Giants were going to be putting up some big numbers here. Right. You know. But the, I mean, hey, the Giants' defense, even some of their backups, still looked, yeah, not, not awful. Um, oh, for sure. Get me a little excited here, but and in here in New York, everybody now is talking about Daniel Jones being the next big thing, and you know, like, listen, like, you pump the brakes a little bit on Daniel Jones. Do I think Daniel Jones could be a top half of the league quarterback? And maybe even is right now a top half of the league quarterback. Yes, um, he's definitely played this year like it. One thing I've always said about Daniel Jones is there is skill and talent there that you could see. His team just wasn't there for him a lot of the times too. It's the same thing you saw with Eli before Daniel Jones came in. He they didn't have time. They didn't have an offensive line. Constantly having to try and get rid of the ball quickly, which led to turnovers rushed plays, rushed throws. They didn't have a real RPO option because Saquon Barkley was hurt for a lot of the, a lot of uh you know the the two years prior, uh, three years prior to this for Daniel Jones. So now you got a healthy Saquon even though he's a little banged up. Um you have Daniel Jones who's limited the turnovers. Um you know, not playing from really far behind. In games, the defense is getting a little bit better. Offensive line has been building some chemistry, getting a little bit better too. Some 
role play uh, some some no name wide receivers making some big plays and Hodgins. Um, you got Slayton. That's kind of just been a, a constant connection between Jones and him. Even though you know, I don't know that you put Darius Slayton as a number one wide receiver on any team in the NFL. Maybe maybe the Titans, but that's about it. Um, and uh, they 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 look like a decent team. I mean, hot, yeah. they're talking about the extension, and there's news that's been coming that's been going around here that. Within the next ten days or so, don't be surprised if the, uh, a, a contract extension is done with Daniel Jones for like three years. I don't know what the dollar is going to be, but I could see that. Um, he, he he's played well um, since he's been there. It's just a matter of getting all the pieces um, together at the same time and healthy. Give him another and, weapon at wide receiver. And he's he's definitely got the coach now. You know, Brian Dable, yeah. he uh he came over from Buffalo and we saw what he helped do with uh Josh Allen there. Um, you know, it seems uh first year you're already seeing some good stuff and it should just get better from there, you yeah. assume. And people gotta remember what what they were saying about Josh Allen in year one. When Josh Allen two. came out. And even and parts of year three. Two, yeah. That he was a bust, you know, in yeah, now people would kill to have Josh Allen on their roster. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's your number one seed and your number six seed right there. Um, so who will the Giants play in the first round? They're going to get the Vikings. The Vikings beat up on the Bears to lock in that number three seed. In doing so, by the way, the Bears get the number one pick because the Texans decided, I don't care about... <laughs> the first pick we're gonna win <laughs> they were making such a big deal about that whole thing with the texans not getting the first pick overall that doesn't am i crazy or, or does it not matter for the texans um with it being the bears i would assume it doesn't matter assuming they're going quarterback i mean yeah. we're all gonna assume that the bears Justin are gonna stick Fields. with just Fields, there's right? no there's so, no reason for the bears to right. go a quarterback yeah. with that first pick. The they could trade does it, it matter for trade yes. potential yeah, and that's that's the only thing. But you know, what's what's ransom here? You know, but I, I will say that this year's quarterback draft is deeper than it was the last two years, and you got a little bit more potential there. So you're you, you still get a good chance of getting a guy there too, whether it is a CJ Stroud or um, Bryce Young, which I, I believe are the top two right now. Yeah, I mean you can't count out Stetson. I mean he's he's going to be an older, but twenty five I mean, year old. <laughs> I, I don't see him going first round. Resident draft grandpa. He fuck, he just poured it. I mean, I get it. It was a dog shit game, but I mean, he put he put up numbers at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, and you got to figure that's when you know that's when it matters. And I don't. Know, it's a proven winner, I guess. And it, and I think it's think more along the lines of maybe it's more just more of a Cinderella thing because you know I mean walk on transfers to Juco goes back you know Heisman finalist two time national champion so I don't know um, but yeah it, it gives it like I was saying I, I think that the only thing that it gives Chicago is, is very high trade bait um, at that point but again 
the, they could the use a wide receiver. They could use yeah. They can use some things there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and but they if, could move if, back to get some of that stuff. Exactly, sure. and that's what I'm saying. Is like, it, is it a potential trade bait for somebody that ends up? It does end up hurting the Texans. On that, yeah, I, I, I think if I'm them, um, I start rebuilding that defense that I traded half of half it of, uh, away during the middle of the season. Um, yeah. And maybe looking at getting Jalen Carter, the amazing defensive player for Georgia. Oh, yeah. That dude. Oh, beast. He, he probably would have gone number, you know, top five uh, last year if he was eligible. Yep. And that's, you know, that's, that's saying something considering uh, Trevon Walker got drafted. Uh, was he what, number one pick? Was it number two? He was a number. Trayvon Walker I think is the one to jump. Is that the guy that did to, the bad the thing Jaguars. in the Packers game? No, that oh. was a uh, uh, Quay Quay Walker. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, getting back yeah. to the seating and everything, because um, we'll have time to talk about draft stuff off season. Off season. Um, yeah. So we have uh, we had they had like you said the Vikings won, so they they locked up that third seed, but. They did. Uh, they did have a scary moment there with uh, Dalvin Cook. I, I do. Do we hear anything more about Dalvin Cook? Is he okay? I mean, they basically just had Alexander Madison finish that game. Is he just? They're like, all right, enough. Just take him out. Let's leave him out. Or did he hurt himself for real? I don't know if you even saw that. Um, I didn't see it. I haven't seen anything come across either. So I'm assuming he's. At least good to go, right? Yeah, he probably is good to go. I, I, I didn't see anything come across for that either, but I was, I was a little curious about it. Um, but yeah, it's it. I guess maybe he is good to go. But I, I, I saw that and I was like, oh boy, that's not, a, that's not a great look right there. They, I don't know why the Vikings starters were in as long as they were as well. It was another situation um like the chargers i don't know why they were in there they had a pretty big lead i know the bears started coming back like kind of a little bit towards the end but not really um i think the bears were satisfied with getting that loss and taking the first overall pick if you ask me but yeah so that's who the giants are going to get the vikings and you know what that game was close the last time uh yeah you know, this, I like the Giants' chances. I'm not even gonna lie. They're I do too. I do too. Oh. And oh. it's a it's a it's a later game, so we know what that means for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> at <laughs> least plays a half nap. a game. At most, plays yeah. half a game. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna need halftime nap. But um, so that's your number three. That's your number six. Um, we have who else we got here? We had um, we had the Cowboys. Basing off against the Commanders. Now, the Cowboys come into the into this game. Both the, the Eagles and the Cowboys playing at 1 o'clock. Um, no, actually, the Eagles played at 4, right? Uh, was... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 4 o'clock. Right. So the Eagles... They both played at 4 o'clock. They both played at 4 o'clock. Okay, that's what it was. They both played at 4 o'clock. So... The, the Cowboys needed to win and hope that the Eagles lost to potentially be the number the number one seed. And what do they do? They come out and put up a stinker against Sam Howell. 
stinker. Like it was atrocious. It was horrible. It was a dumpster like, fire. Oh yeah. Dak Prescott. I've, I've I've lived on the and I will die on this hill. That guy is not the guy. Dak Prescott. He's got everything there. He's got everything he's supposed to have there. And just shit the bed. He's turning into a, another Carson Wentz. He puts Something. up these big numbers, but he makes these horrible turnovers and bad games. I don't, I don't know. Less, less bad, less bad. Ryan Fitzmagic. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. He's he's basically another Kirk Cousins. I guess. I guess. Except Kirk Cousins I mean, but, always puts. He, he doesn't throw it at the end. Touchdowns. Kirk doesn't. Not as many, anyways. He. Well, he he does during those big prime time like community games though. That's that's one thing. He's he's not clutch. Well, Kirk Cousins I, will, I throw, like... will throw t- interceptions in the red zone more than I feel like pick sixes. <clears throat> yes, like he'll march the team all the way down and throw it in the end zone for interception. Like so, he kind of like limits the damage he does with his interceptions. Yeah. I guess I, I just I don't know I the Cowboys are what they are um, they they they, I, they don't look good I I, I they're yeah. they're a mystery they beat up on a good team and then they play down to the bad teams and I think that's a, a lot of the analysts are saying on these on these sports talk shows and everything they just you know the I need to see the Cowboys show up against the bad team yeah they haven't yeah. they show up against these I, good I teams. honestly as 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 much as I want to not say this. I don't see how they get past Tampa Bay. I don't see it either. I mean, they've already lost against Tampa Bay this season. I know. Yeah, but game I'm, one. I'm saying but that, but you're talking about... Um, but that, that's, you know, game one when, you know, Dallas was at its healthiest and Tampa Bay was healthy, but still not that healthy. We were still missing key players in that first game. Goodwin was out. Goodwin was out. Our starting center, Ryan Jensen, was still out. He got hurt. You know, first week of pre-season, uh, pre-season training yeah. camp, um, and then we had a lot of other pieces that were new on the line and stuff, and uh, you know, still trying to get the cohesiveness, which didn't happen until week seventeen for us. It looked like. Let's yeah, see, let's let's be let's let's be a little careful though about crowning Tampa Bay winning this game. They didn't look that good this week either. Um, uh, they lost against the Falcons. Yes. Tampa Bay Very badly. half of its starters for five series. And that was mostly for contract incentive reasons because Tom Brady is about getting his guys their bonus money. Chris Gottman needed like two catches and like 30 yards to get his two bonus incentives. Leonard Fournette needed some receiving yards for bonus incentive. So, yes, some of the starters did play in a meaningless game. By the time they came out, they were winning 17 to 10. And then you start putting in all the backups. And even when we started the game, we had backups on the offensive line starting because yeah, we rested. But you're playing the Falcons, which are backups. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They, the they literally are backups. Name a position that has, a, has like a, an actual starting player. Name one position, especially on the offense. Uh, on the offense? I mean, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. He's Drake London. Are you gonna say okay? In Drake London, he's definitely a one or two in most squads. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then and, it, it was a it was a throwaway game. I mean, no, no, I get it, I understand, but I'm just saying, let's not let's not let's not get too crazy. But like I, said, I do no, ag- I do agree, Tampa Bay that. probably can and will beat will the Cowboys. Fluff, I will fluff Gage for this one yes. week. Thank you. Get on your knees. Excuse me. <laughs> and, what? And, um, and I will I will say that Tampa Bay is gonna is is probably gonna take this one home. If, if Dallas plays in Tampa, Tampa this week, a hundred percent Tampa Bay wins this game. Dallas has had trouble on the road this season. It's in Tampa. I it's I mean Brian Jensen might be coming back this week. He is practicing currently. They're gonna see how that knee holds up to practice this week. There's there's a lot of upside here for the Bucks. And it's a Monday night game, so we have an extra week of rest. Or extra day of rest. Right, like yeah. Tom Brady. Can he do it? I I can't put it past him. I really can't. So I mean, there's 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 literally sports analysts out there saying you guys gave Tom Brady the easiest path to the Super Bowl once again. <laughs> <laughs> because certain teams could not win and get into the spot they needed to. Yeah. And he's going into the playoffs eight and nine. He's going into the playoffs, winning the division at eight and nine, <laughs> under five hundred. Hey, it is what it is. Insane. All right, let's go. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. This one. This was a big one, and I. I think I called this last week. Wait, wait. Which Which one do we want to go? Do you want to go to the number two seed, or we want to go to the number seven seed, or the lack of not getting to the number seven seed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that didn't answer. Go to the number question. two. Go to number two. All right, let's let's talk real quick about number two. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, yeah. Brock Purdy looked pretty good again. Um, he, man, he's he's slinging it. It man. was Arizona. I, I, it doesn't matter, man. He's 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 feeling it. Brock Purdy is feeling it. That team yeah. is feeling it. They got Debo Samuel back into the lineup a little bit. You saw a little bit more of what they could do when. Fully healthy. They had Eli Mitchell back too. Yo, th- th- this team is going to be dangerous. This team is going to yep. be dangerous. They're getting healthy, and I didn't realize they were going to get this healthy this quickly coming into the playoffs. I, I didn't. I, th- I think they're. I think they're in a trap game against Seattle. You think so? I, I do. I, I think that Seattle's going to ride that high of getting in due to the game that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Well, spoiler alert: Seattle, yes, does get in because they did beat the Rams. Um, yeah, Baker, no way field. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just made that one up. Yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, um, I mean, what was it that meme I sent over? It said, "No, never has it been done before, or whatever." That Baker, that somebody has had th- made three teams, whatever. But missed yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It just, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I think that I think Seattle is hungry, and Geno Smith again, he's riding that that chip on his shoulder, and uh, you know, if the defense comes to play, could uh, could give them spell some problems for for San Francisco. They, I mean, obviously, it, listen, I, you're not trapping against San Francisco's defense. I'm sorry, Geno Smith's 
amazing season. I applaud Geno Smith. But there's no way you're going to outscore the San Francisco's offense against the San Francisco's defense. I don't know. There's we'll no, there's no way. I, I, well, we'll see. I, 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 I hear we'll you, see. Ben, but there's no way. As sure as you are that Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys, there is no way San Francisco gets into a trap game. Could it be a close game? Sure, but I, I just don't, I, I don't see it. That defense, unless the San Francisco, since San Francisco 49ers defense loses a bunch of key players. And just completely went out drinking the night before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't see how this is possible. The offensive line still isn't that great in Seattle. So, yeah, we got to remember this is also a division matchup. Not not only is it a a uh, playoff game. They've already played twice this year. The most recent game, um, which Brock Purdy did play. It was 21 to 13. And mm-hmm. uh, up until the fourth quarter, it was handily the Tyler Lockett. I'm not saying game. he's a huge difference. No, but Tyler I mean, Lockett he, is a huge difference. He did play. He, he did play in that game. He had 68 yards. Did he? I thought he was yes. out. For that. Okay. No. Okay, no. And he might have got hurt in that game. Possibly. But San Francisco also kept Kenneth Walker, the outstanding rookie running back for Seattle. In check with only forty-seven yards. So is Gage saying um, that he's on the 49ers bad wagon for this matchup? I I think I would go 49ers on this I'm, matchup. I think it's going to be closer than their previous two matchups. Um, and then what? I, I don't know what the line is. For I mean, twenty-one thirteen is the touchdown. I, I again, I always say like I know yeah, that I know they was, say with betting like the touchdown is like, ooh, it's a touchdown. You know, it's. It, I, you know, a, a touchdown's a big spread. Like, I feel like that's not really a big spread because a team can easily just score one more touchdown if they're trading back and forth down the field. You know, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, there's as simple as that. Yeah, there's only three minutes left in the fourth quarter to make it thirteen to twenty-one, and and it's kind of garbage t- time points in that in that yeah. regard. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that San Francisco isn't gonna win. Hundred percent. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I guess all. it's fair, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> have, I just I appreciate okay. your opinion. Okay, but it's also okay. Wrong. We'll see. I can I, see I, it, how you feel that way, but it's it's completely off. Um, <laughs> Ben's gonna be messaging me this weekend and be like, "What I tell you if it happens." Oh, 100%. Uh, he's going to lay into me. I'm going to be blowing I'm not even up. a 49ers fan, guys. In fact, I, I don't even like the 49ers. I understand that. Because of some you of just the... like the players on. I get it. No, no. I get it. I think they're just that good of a team. Okay. That defense is bonkers. But yeah, so... Well, the, the, the so, so yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so why, are the, why is Seattle in? Well, that is due to the fact that the Lions and Dan Campbell took the Lions team into Lambeau Field and by way of giving it their everything sends Aaron Rodgers packing. With nothing to play for. Yeah. Because they already knew. They weren't getting in. They already knew. Seattle won. They could not get in. Yeah. So they still go out 
play their butts off. You know, <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I I think that um the the rookie uh Walker that <laughs> Quay Walker or whatever his little shove on the on the um athletic trainer stupid stupid move and might have even cost him that game. If there's any week to not engage <laughs> right with an athletic trainer, this was the week. Yeah. Like and 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 you watch the replay. The athletic trainer really didn't do he didn't do anything. He just he literally just put his hand in like, "Hey, back up a sec so I can get to yeah, my like, player." Hey, yeah. He didn't shove him. <laughs> he didn't even I, like push him with force. He kind of just put his hand in there like if you're right. trying to get through a crowd like, "Hey, like watch yeah. like watch yourself." Right. And he just and came back and I shoved think, him. I think that he it didn't I honestly I I honestly and, and maybe I'm giving too much credit for it. I don't think it registered who it was until it was after it was, after he did it. it I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter who it is. The player is down on the field injured, and it's pretty apparent that he's not, you know, he's not moving. So if someone's trying to get in his area, right. and he's not on your team, why are you standing he, over him? Watch we, we, we just over. had DeMar He was like Hamlin. four or five he, feet back. So this is what they were saying. He, I think but they, he was, they were teammates, right? He was, in the, he was in the vicinity. He was standing there. And there was people in front of him, and then there was the person on the ground. And the, the the athletic trainer came in, didn't shove him, didn't do anything, just put his hand on him. I get it. But as a player, thinking that somebody, maybe one of the other players, is pushing you out of the way, maybe he was looking to see, make sure he was okay. I don't know. What I'm not. I'm not justifying what he did. Was I'm just saying I. I don't think it registered to him that it was an athletic trainer. Well, it registered to the it's, second Packers player that came and actually shoved them as well. That they didn't call. You know what's the name of? Yeah. Was it Why? Uh, I don't know. If it was Wyatt or something like that? Um, he came in and and bu- chest bumped the trainer after after Walker yeah. did. And I'm surprised they didn't get him too. But you know. Yeah, it's it's just I mean, it's not smart. It's a stupid move. Don't get me wrong. I I and I like I was saying, I think it honestly, I think it might have cost him that game. I think it did too. Um, Absolutely. But it, it just it's one of those things where um we're we're focusing on that when we should be focusing in on the most important part of it is uh Williams Williamson Jamal is it Jamal Williamson right Jamal Jameson Jameson Williamson Jameson Williams yeah Jameson Williams. Yeah, uh, asked Aaron for his jersey, and Aaron Rodgers says, I think I'm going to hold on to this one. More off-season speculation. Is Aaron retiring? Is Aaron going somewhere else? What is what is, what is Rodgers doing? Yeah, walking um, off arm around Randall Cobb. With Randall Cobb. Um, you know, they've had a pretty storied career there together. Uh, chances are, what's Cobb going to do? I mean... You know, he's up there in age too. So, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers was, um, was you know talking on some shows and stuff, or they even talked about. Uh, I think is I think even today there was some stuff floating around Twitter that he was talking about how you know it's you got to see what's going to happen with the organization themselves. They they may have some plans, and he'll probably assess some of that. But you know. It's hard to say right now what he's feeling, but sometimes you just come across. I'm I'm paraphrasing. You come across a time where it's like, you know, it's time to go. It's time to get off the the bus or whatever he used as the analogy. 
Um, so he kind of was alluding to retiring, pulling a Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> you know, where Ben Roethlisberger every every offseason was alluding to retiring and then kept coming back. So obviously, he it sounds like he's a little more open to whatever the Packers decide to move forward with versus the previous season. But it's a lot of money that he has left on the table there. Yeah. Uh, it's a, if, he, if for whatever reason they decide to cut him or they don't come to a mutual agreement, it is a $99 million cap hit. Yep. So they have to figure out something, the Packers. Yeah. So yeah, he, um, those, those of you who don't know, uh, every Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers appears on the Pat McAfee show um, and does an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday segment uh, for usually about 15 minutes or so. Um, that was canceled today because he was in talks with the organization between today and tomorrow. Oh, wow. Hmm. Didn't know that. So maybe we'll get some answers sooner rather than later, but it could be I mean, if you're the Packers too, you have Jordan Love there, and what are you going to do with Jordan Love? Uh, you know, it's he's been sitting there this whole time. Do you move on from Jordan Love? Like, what what is the what is the option without Aaron Rodgers? You haven't I seen mean, enough of Jordan Love. They drafted him to be there for that reason. Um, I mean, I can't see. I mean, the experiment so far hasn't gone the way I think that they wanted to. Um, I just don't think it's again, been enough time, too. I I agree. I agree. Um, I I also don't think they, you know, thought that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to pull back back MVPs. That's true. true. Yeah, you can't as an organization, um, especially when your owner, owners are technically the citizens of your city. That's right. It's hard for you. It's 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 hard for you to be like. Yeah, we're just going to move on from this back-to-back MVP despite him playing at a high level right. here. Yeah. Uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. So we'll see. Um, hopefully, maybe next week we'll have some answers uh, going with the Aaron Rodgers story because um, as of right now, it's still, uh, still up in the air. And, and that's then, that's uh, that's your that's your playoff picture. Yeah, that's it. For, for, I, I for have one both. more game that I wanted to talk about, but Uh-oh. I mean, it didn't matter. Really. Let me see. I mean, Who, what teams do you have left? No, not not. It, it just was. It was just you know um, more me acknowledging that uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They they you know they beat the Chargers. Uh, we didn't really talk about the Broncos aspect of that. Um, when we were talking Chargers. Um, but Russ actually went and said, you know, he takes he was taking a lot of the blame for not playing well this season, and uh, that he needs to be better, and he promises to be better. Um, obviously, uh, they've got a lot of, you know, stuff to do in the think tank uh, as far as how the Broncos are going to proceed. Um, you know, next year, yep. they are they are one of five teams right now that are looking for a head coach. Yeah, and that's. That's kind of where we're at right now with um with them. Obviously, they played pretty well these last two games. Um, they got to find someone who meshes well. Uh, right. Sean Payton is I in was going to say right Sean now. Payton is one of the ones, right? That they're nope looking to speak yeah. to. Yep. Yeah, and and that's going to cost them 
uh, not only to sign him, also, uh, given Sean Payton's current status, he's technically through contract for two more seasons with the Saints. Yeah. So if the Broncos want them, they have to technically trade for him like a player with uh, typically in this situation would be like draft capital. Draft cap, yeah. So they need to trade more draft picks after they gave up all those draft picks right. for Russell Wilson. Yeah. So if I'm Denver, I say, yes, we're not. Stay yeah. away from I don't that. know, man. I think, I think, or they're so Sean invested. Payton, I think they're so invested with um, Russell Wilson. They have to have a proven offensive coach come in there. Because if, if it doesn't work, then hey, they tried, right? They gave him instead of a quarterback coach who they hired as a, uh, it wasn't even like, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was off the coordinator. He's a quarterback's coach as the head coach. They hired someone who was proven, right? Yeah. Well, they, they need to improve that offensive line. Russell Wilson's not doing anything, anything if that offensive line doesn't get better. They don't block anybody. I mean, that offensive yeah. line's gotten how many running backs hurt on that squad? A uh, lot. Yeah. They went through at least like three or four running backs. It, not good. Um, and R- Russell Wilson was getting sacked a whole ton, a whole bunch. Um, yeah. I, he wasn't doing his normal Russell Wilson escape the pocket this season and make something happen with his legs um, that we're used to seeing. Is it a result of him getting older? Was he maybe like a little banged up or something that we didn't really know coming into the season? Who knows? But he started showing a little bit of that at the end of the season, and they they didn't look that bad. Um, And then they, like you said, they did beat the Chargers. Um, You have some wide receivers stepping up. Jerry Judy had a very strong finish to the season. Um, he's looking great, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, be, they got a couple pieces there to definitely to build on. Um, especially it's just gonna be, I think it's that it really is going to come down to who they get for a head coach and adding a couple solid line pieces. Yeah. And uh, um, and then you know that gives them at least something to work towards uh next season. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I mean, they, they fired Nathaniel Hackett right after that game, right? As soon oh, as yeah. it was over, they were like, okay, yeah. good. He probably had his desk cleared already. They are like, just <laughs> just pack up when you leave. Yeah. Um, and then you have, you have uh, Lovey Smith. <laughs> Man, what are the Texans doing? I, I mean, what, did, did the Texans expect that team to be good? Uh. The, the, the front office is in shambles. I, I, like, <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, I don't even. What, what did they expect it, to happen? The, why hire Lovey Smith? Why hire anybody that wasn't going to be your future coach, regardless of the way the season was going to end? Were they right. just pissed that he went out and won that game? Lovey Smith? Yeah, like, and you, they were just like, you, all right, dude, you need to go. You took away the first overall pick from us. You ruined our plan. <laughs> We had we had a deal, man. <laughs> I mean, Lovey Smith went to the podium at that game. How do I tell my team, don't go out there and win? Right. Like that, I'm not doing that. That's not happening. I can't right. tell these kids, don't go and play the game you love to win. Yeah. And how can you blame them? 
So he he's he's let go. Um, who who else did we have that got fired so far? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, which yep. um, I feel like is one of the more Arizona. It's not it's not a big surprise, but it, I think it definitely is surprising considering he just signed an extension uh, ten Five months ago. Year? Ten months ago. Oh, ten months so ago. Yeah. Basically, coming, yeah, basically last off season, yeah, got you know extension, which um is, is going to be fully guaranteed. So he has the next four or five years to kind of sit at home and get paid if he wants. Yeah, yeah. Can you double down, get paid, for, <laughs> and then still have a job? Uh. Uh, no, if he if he if he were to sign with another NFL team, and I think even I think even college football team, he would have to surrender his contract. Now, if he decides to go the media route, he yeah, does double dip. Yeah, he does double dip. We uh, the Bucks had to do the same thing with um, John Gruden many years ago. I'd be all in on that. I'd be like, all right, fine. I don't think be in these huddles and the practices and <laughs> right. I'll just travel around on a plane yeah, and, sounds amazing. and announce yeah. some football games and pick and choose when I want to win when I want to do it. And <laughs> who else yeah. we got that got let go? Uh, well, we do have um, the Colt situation, which happened, you know, yeah, in the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to assume Jeff Saturday is not going to be brought back, and is that is that safe to assume there, Ben? Um. It's still a viable. It it, it still sounds like it, was it was he worse than Nathaniel Hackett? Um, <laughs> it, as it, a coach, I mean, he's. I think he's gonna get the opportunity to interview for it. <laughs> um, is he worse than Josh McDaniels? But I no, I I don't I don't think so. I I think that. He, he he made a statement yesterday, I think. Um, obviously, we didn't come out and, and play, you know, this, and we didn't end the season the way we would like it have been, and um, just know that um, things will change, and I, I you know, um, this isn't, the, you know, the way I would have typically done it if I would have started the season off. Um, so... Was he saying what he needed to say to to be able to to get that extra, you know, brownie points or whatever to to possibly get the head coaching job? Possibly, but um, you know, wasn't he still an advisor or a consultant or something in the beginning yeah. of the season? So yeah. it's not the way he would have done it. So what advice did he give that they didn't do? He was very much in, in, in involved in the way this team was. Built, right? I think it was on a very much small, on a way smaller well, it, scale. Yeah, so technically it was like a special consultant, which basically means he can be in the building, yeah, kind of, you know, be in team operations every now and then when he wanted to, because he's employed by ESPN. So technically, uh, he could not be like a hundred percent employed by the organization due to conflict of interest there. Yeah. Um, okay. they do it with a lot of their. Hall of Famer, I mean, and people, Peyton, yeah, I mean, for definitely got it. Um, it, it just allows them to have a pass to be able to get into the facility, yeah. the tra- the training facility, and stuff yeah. like that. I just um, 
I don't know. If you finish one and six, you won your first game, lost your next six. One of which you threw blew, or allowed 33 points in the fourth quarter to a team that you were beating. It's I don't I don't know how you say you know what yeah let's, let's give them a full year. That's not Jeff happens. Saturday's fault. That's Matt Ryan's fault. That's the Matt Ryan curse. I mean <laughs> that is it's the defense not being healthy and playing well. I mean there's there's multiple. That's, I mean thirty thirty three line not protecting the quarterback at all. I mean, thirty three points. It's, you know, thirty three to zero, especially that's more than just the players not you know, doing certain things. That's not having coaching schemes. But they were winning. You don't again. You don't give up thirty three points in one. That's there's there's a lot of things that happen in there, and some of it is coaching and you know not adjusting properly. Yeah. And we do have one other. Him, yeah. We do have one other position that may be open. I know. I, I saw the. Rumors going on about it, which is Sean McVay maybe thinking of stepping away. Uh, Wasn't he talking about that last year? Yeah, last year he said the second his core basically started going away, he would probably hang it up. He's um, he's my age. What are you hanging up, bro? Oh, I mean, but he's got kids that are young, and I think he wants to be more present. But he, yeah, I think he his, just, options his family gonna, just started, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. his options are going to be going into the media. If well, he's if leaving, he he's going to go into media. Maybe, but again, you get to control that more. So, like, you sign a contract and say, "Okay, I'll do X amount of games." It's not like being a coach. Yeah, I guess you're you, right. Like, I'm. I have to be there for every practice, for you every could game, study for, the film you know, and stuff at home. Off off season, you know, recruiting and all that. No, it's just you show up in a freaking suit and. Talk football. Like when I was a ch- championship winning coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and if you've watched any of his press conferences, uh, that man knows football. Oh, yeah. So him being in a booth or being some kind of analyst, um, it, any, any media department would open up arms and oh, yeah. open up checkbooks for sure. And, 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 and then to his will as to what he says he's going to do and what he's not going to do. I mean, he made you know. Baker Mayfield look like the second coming for one game, and you know, it's obviously he knows his football. Oh, well, <laughs> three other teams couldn't have done that. Oh, all right. Oh, is that, and is also, that, Panthers. what else we got? The Panthers. Panthers. Yep. What was it? Was another mid-season with Matt Matt Rule. Rule. Um. Uh, for them, Wilkes, right, is the coach that was that was there, yeah, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, and he's uh, he's currently he was the interim, and he's currently still in talks to possibly become permanent due to uh, how the team kind of held it together until you know basically week sixteen to have a chance there. Yeah, after they broke down the team and sold it for the, the, the scrapyard for scrap metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's a good chance of, of staying there. And, um, you know, if people aren't aware who Steve Wilkes is and what his coaching tenure is, he was a head coach before as well. Um, one season with the Arizona Cardinals before they fired him and hired Cliff Kingsbury, who's also now sitting on his couch with a lot of money in his pocket. Right. So the moral so, of the story is go be a coach in Arizona 
and get yes. your money and get paid. retire. Exactly. Yeah. Bruce Arians uh, too, right? <laughs> Until he went to uh yeah, he was there for a few seasons. Yeah, until yep. he, until he went to Tampa Bay and won his his championship. Yep. Te- technically, he retired for a year. Ah, uh, yeah, he didn't get that money. No, 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 he did retire at the end of his contract. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think I think that's all five, right? It's more than five. Well, five with the potential of an extra one, like six plus seven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, some prospects, which is about here. average. I think. I think. What happens to Ron Rivera? Um, does he keep his job? I th- I think so. I mean, he went into a game not knowing he could be eliminated. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you how do you survive that? <laughs> no idea. His team could have been eliminated that that day. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. They're they're crossing off like their to do list, <laughs> and I just don't know if that's high enough on the on the list yet. Yeah, selling the team is first. <laughs> yeah, selling the team and getting then, those owners out is yeah, priority then, number one. And then maybe locking maybe in after their quarterback yeah, ownership and, that might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the, true because because. Uh, Current ownership, you know, doesn't want to be responsible for paying out that salary and then that contract. Yeah. Put it on the uh, owners. I think the other thing that happened as far as front office, Steve Kime for the Arizona Cardinals also decided he didn't get fired. He stepped down to medical health issues. Yep. All that. So they're also looking for a new GM. Cardinals are uh, having a full front office rebuild, it looks like. All right. There's a lot going on there. I have well, yeah. one more NFL thing. All right. And uh, I know that we talked about the DeMar Hamlin situation earlier um, when we started off, but now we're going to switch over and we're going to talk about uh, Peyton Hillis um, almost succumbing to uh, the, his uh, saving his kids from drowning. And. Uh, and he was in critical condition for um, a while. He may even still be. Uh, doctors are worried about his kidney function and stuff like that. Um, basically, what I'd seen is uh, kids were swimming and then they weren't. And uh, he jumped in to save them. And uh, in doing so, he uh, he lost consciousness and uh, had to be revived as well. So and thoughts and all that going out to uh, Peyton Hillis. Uh, Absolutely. um, You know, at one point in time was a pretty revered running back in the NFL. Um, I mean, Ellie was on the cover of uh, Madden. Yeah, the first fan voted Madden cover. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. You you as a father, you got to do what you got to do for your children. You trade those places. You trade places with them in a heartbeat, right? But, uh, you know, hopefully he pulls through and, you know, it wasn't, you know, a sacrifice. It was, just, you know, a rescue at the end of the day. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think there's a lot of NFL. I think we yeah. I think we could push that aside. We got we got more to talk about next week as the playoff picture, the, the, the 
the weekend comes and goes and we have the next round of playoffs coming we can speak about um let's and we'll save some more off-season stuff for when it's off-season we got uh the nba ben yeah we um, got just a couple couple little things here um Steph Curry uh, has been sidelined for about 11 weeks, or 11 games, I'm sorry, um, dealing with shoulder issue that he was having. Um, and uh, looks like he's coming back and he's playing tonight against the Suns. So, you know, one of the, one of the good ones out there in the, in the league. Um, one of the greats out there in the league uh, doing his thing and uh, coming back. Um, it'll be interesting to see the... Uh, the uh, standings currently have uh, the Warriors are they're like in the middle of the pack on on the West. You know they're sitting at seven. Um, they're at twenty and twenty. So um, they definitely need him out there on the court, um, not just from his shooting, but from his court being you know the general of that team type deal. Um, but I mean, the team and the team on the West is to beat is as of right now is going to be the Denver Nuggets. Um, Memphis Grizzlies are definitely pushing, the, and they're tied in record. But uh, the Denver Nuggets just are a whole nother beast with Jokic there. Um, so, uh, so we got that news, and then um, the other day, Kevin Durant goes down and uh, uh, with a knee injury, and it was it was it looked. A lot worse than what it's turned out to be, thankfully. Um, and what seemed to be, um, they thought it was a, a full full tear and probably possibly out for the season. But it looks like he's only going to be out for about a month. So, um, you know, Kevin Durant and the Nets have have really turned that ship around there in uh, in New Jersey or Brooklyn. I mean, sorry, I keep I keep saying New Jersey because that's what they're old school. What you? Yeah, they're playing in the school. ABA. Yeah. Um, but Brooklyn, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, without KD there, I mean, is Kyrie and uh, Ben Simmons and them going to be able to hold the hold it, hold it down um, while he's out? And because uh, they're currently sitting in the, the second spot in the East, um, just behind the Boston Celtics, who again, kind of like what the West, uh, uh, they're they're really the team to beat. Um, are the Celtics your team? Um. They're one of your they teams, were. aren't they? <laughs> well, I would, no, I would say that to a point they kind of were. I was just a diehard Larry Bird fan and and uh, John Havlicek fan because I got compared to John Havlicek when I was in high school. So, um, yeah, but I'm I'm a, I'm a 76ers fan. So, anywho. And they're set, and and so you got Boston at number one, and then Brooklyn sitting at number two. Bucks are right behind them at three. Cleveland is throwing up good numbers. Donovan Mitchell is doing his thing, and then uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And lo and behold, the Pacers have been winning and are sitting at the sixth spot. So I mean, uh, Pacers got a good young core there. What's that? So the Pacers have a good uh, young core there. Oh, they do a hundred percent. I mean, the oldest person really kind of being Miles Turner at this point, and he's been playing very well and staying healthy. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I I don't know. Um, I I don't foresee them, you know, like taking home a championship this year. Um, they definitely need one more good 
big that can you know play inside and out i think um or a big that can play inside and out um i i just think it's hard to compete with the likes of um a denver or somebody that has a or milwaukee that has a six nine guy that six ten guy that can just do what like Giannis does or what Jokic does um luca so something something like that would be nice but uh yeah that's really all i had for the uh for the for the NBA and um you know there's still plenty of time to go in the NBA. Oh yeah, so lots things of time. can move, things can shift. Yep. Um number a lot of games left to go there. Oh, yes. All right. I haven't even hit the All-Star break. Nope, yet, not so. yet. So let's go to the MLB. Gage, what do we got from the MLB? Um well, it looks like Carlos Correa having a a little bit of a shakeup there with what team he's going to. Can uh, can you remind me what's what team was he initially signing with? Um, the San Francisco Giants. Oh, okay, all right. And then <laughs> there was a second team, right? Ah, uh, yeah, it was the New York Mets. Uh, okay, all right, all right. But now there's a th- a third team that he's signing with. I, I'm confused. Can you get contracted by three separate teams? I'm very confused. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, How yeah. How many definitely. teams can you play for? In, in without playing for them, exactly. How many teams can you get paid by? Is really the question here. So yeah, he's 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 uh returning back to the Minnesota Twins on a six year uh, deal worth two hundred million dollars. Uh, did did we see what the official outcome was for his medical clearance for the uh, the Mets? What, so they they what, they fell through there. They looked at the whole the ankle injury thing or the condition with the ankle, and I guess the Mets doctors were not comfortable with him uh, going later into his career and how much of an issue that would be. So they tried to restructure the contract. I think I heard a number today that they were trying to do something like the first six years would be like 157 million guaranteed and then after that um you know there's going to be there were going to be clauses to make sure that if he played a certain amount of he has to play a certain amount of games he has to make a certain amount of plate appearances um Mm -hmm. be in the field a certain amount of games uh there was there was lots of stipulations that they were putting into the the contract because they were concerned about i guess the deterioration or what this i guess it's some sort of injury that or, or or condition with his ankle bones or something that was going to be a problem in the future, not currently. And that seems to be that's what everybody was tripped up about. So if are they just playing hardball with the player here? I mean, the player seems to be able to play and has been playing through seasons with minimal treatment going on. Um, or is this something that's legit that the doctors are all looking at and going, yeah, like there's some major structural issues here that over the life of a contract this will be a problem and you're not going to be able to play baseball the same way in five to six years i don't know but you know the minnesota twins they they need they need a big player they're a small market compared to all these other big time teams and everything so they they were willing to uh, take the risk i guess and shell out some money they also went with a contract that's only six years right. as opposed to like the 12 years that the Mets were offering, right? Exactly. Yep. So there's definitely it's a shorter deal, but it's more guaranteed in that shorter time frame. Um, no. And I guess Correa at that point will either, you know, prove it kind of deal and make some extra 
millions. Man, MLB contracts are disgusting. Compared to all these other sports, <laughs> it does, they're it, disgusting. It just makes you sick, dude. Sick. It's insane. I love how a, a, an, a risky player can get a $200 million contract for six years. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That's what? That's more than $30 million a year. It's like $35 million yep. a year, right? Close to 32.5 or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Pretty nuts. Big number. But yeah, listen. The Mets will be just fine. The Mets didn't need Correa to be a, a, a very good team this year. They've, they've, they've went and done an, a lot in the offseason. They've paid a lot of players to come play here. The one that you know yeah. they probably really wanted to get that they didn't weren't able to land was Aaron Judge. Um, and Correa, I guess, would have just been, as Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, uh, had previously said, it's, he's the missing piece. He's like the last piece of the puzzle. Uh, to make the Mets a really good, you know, the best team, and for him assuring them a, a championship, but I mean, it may not be the end for the Mets just because Correa doesn't sign with them. At least he doesn't go sign with a National League contender. But the Mets are in a, a really strong division: the Braves, the Phillies, um, very good teams um, that keep getting better every year so it's a tough division for sure um one thing i just uh write up on this carlos could uh correa contract obviously just got finalized today so you still get some of the details out um along with the six years there are also options for a seventh eighth ninth and a tenth year um but if those options are picked up they go from 25 down to 20 down to 15 and down to 10 million for the 10th season Dang. So the contract could be worth, worth up to $270 million. Um, and there's also a full no-trade clause in there. Wow. That's interesting. A no-trade clause. That's, uh, that's interesting for sure. That doesn't give you much options. You see, you better hope he's, he, he's good for those six years at least. Right. All right, well, more to come with the with the MLB. Um, as players continue signing, I know there's. We'll have to wait and see as well with uh, with Trevor Bauer if someone's gonna be the one and be like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna be the one that goes and gets and signs him. You know, he's he's a uh, damaged goods right now in Major League Baseball world. Um, Dodgers right. handed over a lot of money to 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 cut that contract. Um, because players didn't really want him on the team. Players didn't want him on the team. Yeah, I you know I hear he's he's not really a team guy anyway, so it probably made that decision a lot easier. But it's a lot of money to fork over. We're gonna probably over the next couple weeks we're gonna start seeing a lot more pieces possibly moving just because we're in what middle of February they start training camp. Yeah, it's usually like middle to end of February um, and early March. So, we'll see. <clears throat> well, uh, the thing about this whole Trevor Bauer story as well right now, um, he, uh, the Dodgers will be paying him $22.5 million still this year. 
It's a lot of money. Even if he gets signed, they only save seven hundred and twenty grand. So uh, basically, Trevor Bauer can get signed for league minimum to any team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and volunteer my team's tribute. <laughs> the Rays, considering we have a low, you know, payroll, anyways, and just just to see what happens. Hey, maybe. It's a uh, bold thing. I mean, it's, you you know, you're bringing in player that wasn't well liked in his previous locker room. So. Hey, if uh, he's if he's you know minimum uh, league minimum, you know what that means. It's easy to cut him. That's true. All right. Well, what's that bring us down to? Little, little NHL, little Tommy specialty. Yeah, yeah. So NHL, um, we're coming up on the All Star break. We're about that midway point in the NHL season. Um. I'm actually trying to find where it is now. I just had it up, and it, the, the website updated and moved. Oh, there it is. The rosters. Okay. Um. So yeah. So they announced the rosters. So what they do at first in the NHL is they will go ahead and name a player from each of the squads. So each team is represented in the NHL All Star Game, and then they do a fan vote to get the rest of the players in. Um. So if we take a look. At the squads here, you have um, you have a lot of players you would expect. You got in the Metro, that's the division my team is from here. You got Crosby got put in. Uh, you got Johnny Gaudreau from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You got Kevin Hayes from the Flyers, which again, it's pretty funny that he got put in to, as their representative when Tortorella, he's on the outs with Tortorella. <laughs> He sent Hayes home one time. I, that, oh man, that's a that's it's it's a strange scenario. But you know, um, and I think they even asked Torrell about. Is it. It like he's like basically was like, what the heck do I care about whether my team my players make the All Star? <laughs> you gotta love John Tortorella. Um, Jack Hughes makes it. Um, for the New Jersey Devils, you got Brock Nelson being the uh being the representative for the New York Islanders. You have Alex Ovechkin for the Capitals, which again, Ovechkin's still having a great, great season, scoring goals left and right here. Um, Andrei Svetsnikov, this is his first all-star appearance for the Carolina Hurricanes. And then you have the reigning Vezina trophy winner, Igor Shesterkin from the New York Rangers as the goaltending representative right now. So, um, just so you, you, you're aware, if you don't know how it works in the NHL All-Star break, um, they do a three-on-three tournament um, where they'll have three forward lines. Uh, I'm sorry. They have three full lines of three players, and they'll have two to three goalies um, on the roster to, uh, to switch either games or halfway through the individual games themselves so right now you have all forwards being represented uh there's no defensemen in the metro division that were put into the all-star game currently um so they'll be uh they'll have to be voting in some defensemen here 
Uh, you move to Atlantic Division, you got Nikita Kucherov from Gage's Tampa Bay Lightning. Got Dylan Larkin for the Detroit uh, Detroit Red Wings. You got Mitch Marner for Toronto. Nick Suzuki for Montreal Canadiens. Tage Thompson, who's having a monster year. Tage Thompson, the guy is putting up points left and right here. This is his first appearance uh, in the All-Star game. Definitely deserves it. He's... He's he he he's a really tall player with hands and speed, which is uh, uh which is which is a very uh a very strong skill to be able to have be the the height, the size, and the ability to move the puck at the NHL level with the the talent that you see from like McDavid and all of them, how they can move the puck. It's he he's he's starting to come on strong. Tage Thompson. He, I I've been kind of keeping an eye on him for a couple of seasons now. He was one of my sleeper picks in fantasy last year for uh, NHL fantasy uh, fantasy hockey. And he just he he just puts he gets hat tricks and <laughs> you know he just puts up points. It'll go cold for a while, but this season doesn't seem like that's really happening. He's he's putting up points left and right now. You got Brady Kachuk. For Ottawa, you got Matthew Kachuk for Florida. So the Kachuk brothers are actually going to be playing together, which is kind of cool. The Kachuk Kachuk brothers. Um, you know anything about the Kachuk family, Ben? No. So Keith Kachuk, their father, he was on the Blues. I mean, St. Louis, one of your teams, right? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Was he was on the, the he was on the the Coyotes slash uh, Winnipeg Jets? At one point, too, in his career, but he's he was a power forward. He always was a uh, very tough player to play against, and his kids are very much the same: physical agitators, but also can score goals and and uh, can play at a very high level skill wise. The goalie from there is a Boston's Linus Olmark. We've been kind of talking about Linus Olmark for the full season uh, here, kind of stealing that job away from Jeremy Swayman, who was supposed to be the number one goaltender, but Linus Olmark came in and just he just doesn't lose. Um, and Boston's still dominating, you know, the league right now. They he, they only have four losses at this point through forty games, four OT losses, so eight total losses if you want to look at it like that, but. Only four games in which they didn't register a point um, in the standings, which is crazy. Uh, Central Division, you got for Minnesota, Kirill Kaprizov, or Kaprizov, however you want to pronounce it, but it's Kaprizov, I believe. Uh, Clayton Keller for Arizona. Um, they have to at least give one person, so they Arizona had to give. <laughs> Everyone has to be represented. Um, you've got Jason Robertson for Dallas. Jason Robertson is putting up all kinds of numbers this year. For Dallas Stars, he actually scored again tonight against my Islanders, uh, who lost in a shootout, boo, but it's fine. Got a point. I'll take it. Uh, St. Louis has a, a Vladimir Tarasenko representing. Chicago Blackhawks has Seth Jones. Colorado has Kale McCarr. Winnipeg has Josh Morrissey. And Nashville has the goaltender UC Soros uh, being represented. So, so far, the Metro and the Atlantic have no defensemen that are in the All-Star game at this moment. But again, they could be voted in. So um, Pacific Division, you got Matty Beniers. We've been talking about him as a potential Rookie of the Year candidate. He just keeps putting up numbers. Even the Seattle Kraken lately, they're, I think they're one of the hottest teams 
right now where they're on a, a five-game winning streak. That, that actually is the hottest team in the league right now. Five-game winning streak, putting them up into third in the division uh, over the Calgary Flames, below the Los Angeles Kings and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and they're, they're kind of a surprise team right now is the Seattle Kraken and how well they've been playing. They're, uh, they're making a push here. Um, the LA Kings representative is Kevin Fiala. Calgary's representative is Nazim Kadri, you know, Stanley Cup champion with Colorado. Last year, he signed with Calgary in the offseason, so he'll be their representative. Edmonton, of course, Connor McDavid. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, Elias Pettersson. Uh, Troy Terry for Anaheim Ducks. Eric Carlson for the San Jose Sharks, who we've been talking about throughout the season as potential comeback player of the year. Um, had a couple of rough seasons. Eric Carlson is a two-time Norris Trophy winner, and he might be on the way to his third with the amount of points he's been putting up there in San Jose. Kind of having a resurgent season as one of the top defensive, scoring defensemen in the league. And then the goaltender is the Vegas Golden Knights, Logan Thompson, who's, uh, who's, kind, who's kind of for the, the Vegas Knights last season, kind of came out out of nowhere as being the top goaltender for that organization. It's supposed to be Robert uh, Robin Leonard, who's been hurt. Um, and Logan Thompson came in and, and really kind of just stole that job and has held on to it. Um, but yeah, you have some people you, you, right now that you can vote. Uh, you can vote for the remaining players. There's, uh, there's a lot of good names that are out there that are not currently voted in so if you have a favorite team that y that you want to see your player get in um when it comes to the islanders who i would like to see i mean matt barzell's been playing great of course um you know he's he's really the star on that team um brock nelson is really the consistent the goal scorer he always is putting up points for the islanders so it's actually it's nice to see him get get a, a his first uh, all-star selection. But I think Noah Dobson for the Islanders would really be a great selection there, um, along with probably Dougie Hamilton for the New Jersey Devils. That, and that would be a couple of defensemen to get in. Um, you could also say, I know Igor Shosturkin is the goaltender representative for, this, for the Metro or for the New York Rangers. Um, you know, like we said, every team has to have a representative, um, and Igor Shosturkin gets it, but if you look at the Islanders, Ilya Sorokin, he might be putting up better numbers than Igor Shosturkin, and actually Sorokin in the conversation for potentially Vezina this year, nice little rivalry back and forth for us, the rest of the careers would be, would be a nice little thing to have here in New York. Um, and they're both Russian too. So, you know, those are a couple of players I'd like to see get in from my team. And, and like I said, Dougie Hamilton from New Jersey probably deserves to get in because Dougie Hamilton's having a great season as defenseman. Noah Dobson, like I said, as well as having a great season offensively for the Islanders and in the league at that. Um, he's up there as far as goal scored by defensemen. He's, I believe, in the top five last time I checked. Um so yeah, they would be it'd be nice uh, to see them get in there. Um, that's basically all that's really going on with the NHL right now. Um, again, 
Um, there's just little things here or there. Um, as far as players getting injured, uh, I don't think there's any really big names to update you on. Connor Bedard, we talked about that last time, and uh, he did a, he had a record-setting World Juniors, um, and he will be the the next the the probably the top overall draft pick, which we anticipate is probably going to be the Arizona uh, Coyotes. So <laughs> that um, that's there's more to come for the NHL this season. So All Star Games coming up. The, this, the best part of the All Star Game is the skills competition. I know, like a lot of these All Star games, you know, you have the MLB has the home run derby. You have basketball's got a skills competition with the three point contest, the dunk contest. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of good things there, and then NFL, Pro Bowl, they have they have somewhat of a skills competition, which they're fun. But you know, the NHL skills competition, there's some, there's some good, there's some good stuff that they do there. Um, they always try and like they always try and tweak it a little bit. Um, where they do like the gimmicky sh- uh, shootout thing where they, they dress up in costumes and stuff and they get scored, kind of like what would be their slam dunk contest. They do the hardest shot competition, which is a staple. It's a classic. You just have player just skating as hard as he can up to the puck and just rocketing it at the net just to see how hard um, sh- sheer test your might power to see who's the strongest man to slap the puck into the net. Um, that's always a fun one. There's the accuracy contest where they have the targets set up in the corner of the the goalposts and try and, and, and hit all the targets in the quickest amount of time. And then puck handling. Puck handling is always a good one. Um, seeing they do these like these saucer passes into these tiny nets. Um, it, they make it look easy, but it, you know. Oh, yeah. It's r- ridiculous when you see how small the nets are that they're shooting it in versus the puck size it's like you have to be precise uh yeah that's that's what we got going on with nhl um i think that's basically all we have for the podcast this week yeah um sounds about right i did um i was just looking over my phone and uh something came across the wire there Oh yeah, what do we get? Breaking news. Um, Air Force says twenty-one-year-old offensive lineman Hunter Brown died after experiencing a medical emergency on the way to class on Monday. So, thoughts and prayers out to twenty-one-year-old uh, Air Force. Um, crazy. Uh his family and and whatnot is uh, it's crazy. We're seeing this a lot. You know, I mean these medical conditions or whatever um you know we all enjoy the sport of or a sport of some sort uh, not everybody but most of us especially here on the listen to the podcast and stuff and uh to hear the passing of a 21 year old kid uh from medical condition yeah um sad to think about man yep um, so again, thank, thoughts and prayers out to uh, his family and uh, friends and, and those and, and his team. And, uh, uh, you know. Absolutely. We'll, uh, not going to end on that, though. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what we do this for. And uh, that's we're, we're here um, usually every week um, recording this here podcast. So uh, if you guys would like to follow the link tree 
um, from our Twitter page, uh, Man Cave Sports Talk Podcast. Um, any one of those affiliated companies that you uh, might purchase something from or use it for, um, the money goes straight to a charity uh, that helps uh, underprivileged kids and, and, and lower-income families uh, in areas to help pay for sports fees, help for uh, equipment and stuff like that. Um, it's just our way of trying to give back a little bit um, into the into you know sports. Um, you know, it, at one point in time, all three of us have uh, played a sport in uh, when we were younger. And uh, it's just it's just our little trying trying to co- contribute back. So uh, please make sure you check that out um, if you can. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I think uh, I think we had to, we lost our third. He had to go take care of something real quick. So uh, I'm Ben. That's Thomas, and uh, and we're going to call it a wrap up here, guys. Uh, everybody have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll come back out with you with some more news next week uh, involving NFL and wild card games and. Uh, and playoffs playoffs absolutely thank you everybody we'll talk some more after the wild card weekend should be a good one All right peace thank you